Hello, welcome to the 45th edition of Harmony UK podcast, the podcast about the exciting world of British barbershop harmony singing. My name is John Beasley, and if there's one thing that connects all the items, all the people you're going to hear from in the next hour or so, it's very probably the travel bug. I just think we're just all so excited because it is making history. We're the first ladies' chorus to be invited from the UK and we are so excited about it and we are determined that we will take our very, very best to America. We were on the way to some competition and with nothing but boredom decided to start harmonizing on on random songs in the back of the bus and then asked the director if he had any music we could sing and he handed me a a Young Men in Harmony men's barbershop book and I never looked back. This train is for Birmingham Moor Street. It's going to be a huge crowd, biggest crowd we've ever played, I I guess. Uh, Luke Luke doesn't want to go now. (laughs) We'll be hearing from Limelight Quartet about their year on the road as Babs Gold Medal winners and what comes next. Scott Kitzmiller talks about discovering Barbershop all those years ago at the back of a bus. And first, we take the Great North Road to Leeds for a rehearsal on a cold Wednesday where over 60 women are just getting warmed up by singing around about a lost alligator. It's a familiar nursery rhyme. the sad story of little Alfred. You know, Alligator Lost in Leeds would make quite a quirky newspaper headline, but arguably it wouldn't be half as good a headline as Yorkshire Chorus makes international history. And that is what's happening here, because in 2024, the White Rosettes, having won the first Ladies' Association of British Barbershop Singers contest since the pandemic, will become the first ever women's chorus to represent the UK on the international contest stage at the BHS convention in Cleveland. It's happening because Labs has now joined Babs and a dozen or so other barbershop groups in the BHS Global Alliance. Uh, My name's Alice Galloway, I sing with the White Rosettes, I'm the events manager for the chorus and I'm a bass. I started singing with the White Rosettes in 1999 um, and have been competing ever since with them. I have been around barbershops since I was a teeny top because my dad's been singing since I was three and I'd always resisted that I was not going to sing barbershop and I finally succumbed realising it was my destiny and I was going to be a barbershopper in my twenties and don't know why I didn't do it beforehand but I have never looked back and I love it and it's a massive part of my life um, and the chorus is fabulous so I'm very very lucky to sing with such a wonderful group of women. And now this wonderful group of women are going to go to the United States next year and take part in, in, in an international convention the first labs chorus to do that. Um, what about yourself have you, have you ever been to an international? I have. I went in 2016 to Nashville. It had always been a childhood dream of mine, having watched at Babs conventions when they used to show the top, I think, 10 or 5 choruses and quartets on a Sunday morning and always said, I'm going to go to International. It took me quite a long time to actually get to International, but at that point it was only as a spectator. I didn't ever know that I'd ever have the opportunity to compete. So once Labs got the alliance, it was like, oh my God, this is a whole new dream I never knew I could have. So it is quite amazing for me because since I was little, I always wanted to be part of International and I always thought that would always be in the audience. So to go next year and stand on International stage as a competitor is going to be incredible and I'm quite overwhelmed by it, I'll be honest. Not that competing beyond UK shores will be an entirely new experience for some of the chorus's more long-standing members. The White Rosettes have, after all, been winners at European conventions a couple of times now. So how, I asked Alice, does this differ? 
We've got European Convention, which is fantastic, and we love European Convention. We've always loved attending it. It's a, a really fantastic convention to go to, but this is that one step above to go and stand on the same stage with ambassadors, with vocal majority, whoever else might be competing <laughs> next year is, you know, these are people that I watched growing up and listened to growing up. So for me, being able to stand on competition stage with my peers is just going to be amazing. Another difference from European conventions is the sheer cost of getting 66 singers or so over to Cleveland and back. It's a round trip of more than 7,000 miles. I'm Margaret Wharton. I'm a lead singer with the White Rosettes and uh, I'm the fundraising lead uh, with the fundraising team. It's actually a tremendous challenge for a starter, we have registration fees of £235 per person. And then uh, for accommodation, uh, where we're all sharing, uh, something like £400 for the week uh, to share a, a room for four people. And then flights, something like £700 per person. So it is a lot of money to raise. And although we doubt very much that we'll manage to do that, total sum, which is over £50,000, uh, we are going to do our very best to, to get as much as we possibly can. We are appealing for sponsors and we're writing to, I can't say who at this point because they haven't received some of the letters, but we are appealing to Yorkshire sponsors hopefully and some others and we are researching grant funding. Uh, up and down the country. Well, alongside sponsorship, Margaret told me that the White Rosettes are looking to earn money from sing-outs, birthdays, weddings, special occasions, but also corporate business events. Whatever the request is, we will talk to and find out what the requirements are, and then we will try our very best to meet whatever that is. So, yes, it could be a quartet, it could be a small chorus, it could be the whole chorus, or as many of the choruses we could possibly get along. And presumably, the, a chorus like this is quite a wide repertoire, so something to suit everyone to. Yeah, well, especially wedding songs. We love singing these. It's the one that you can hear perhaps in the background is just absolutely superb for a wedding. We have so many things on with the chorus. We are doing the small things, which all mount up because every penny counts. Well, what sort of small things? Are, I mean, what, what sort of things can individual chorus members do? Individual members can run car boot sales. We can put on theme nights. We've got a loose change tub. I mean, this is how small it can be, but sometimes people come in with quite a few pounds worth of loose change. So every week we have that. Uh, we have people uh, hopefully knitting Christmas decorations, knitting Easter chicks. And so we have cream eggs in little Easter chicks and uh, we sell these and all the girls get knitting. So, And of course, every week we bake and hopefully you'll be able to have a sample of that later tonight if you've got a sweet tooth. Oh, I shall look forward to that.
difficult to uh, believe that that was just a rehearsal. Uh, the White Rosettes there singing Spend My Life With You, arranged by Kyle Kitzmiller, originally for his quartet Instant Classic. And um, in a few minutes, as luck would have it, we will be hearing on this podcast from Kyle's dad. Uh, but for now, back to the White Rosettes. Uh, Sally McLean is the chorus director. And during the break, I asked Sally how she assessed the mood among her singers. Oh, we're so excited. I don't know how we're going to maintain that level of excitement for nearly 18 months. Um, but yeah, it was, it's such a thrill. And I think we're just a bit disbelieving that it's actually happening. You know, this is, uh, I mean, our association uh, is, is old, but I mean, BHS is even older. And that we have the opportunity for the first time ever to be a women's chorus from the UK who can compete internationally is, is uh, astounding. Uh, and we're very, very excited about it. It is, in one sense, I suppose, it's a huge responsibility, isn't it? Because you're you're breaking new ground for for all those choruses and labs that will yes. go in the future. Yes, absolutely breaking ground. How uh, appropriate that we uh, chat together on International Women's Day. Yeah, this is breaking uh, ground for women's barbershop harmony to be able to have the opportunity to compete against everybody in the contest internationally. Uh, a pioneering moment indeed. Uh, we've taken on the hashtag making history is uh, what we're putting at the end of all of our communications because we feel like we're making history. So yeah, it's a heady responsibility. How important is it for you then that you are competing against absolutely everybody? Because the White Rosettes have been in international contests before in Europe. I mean, you've won Europe, but Europe is divided into in, into the men's category and the women's category. Uh, th there's no division here, is there, as you there's say? There's no division. It's an equal playing field, isn't it? Level playing field. And... and that is equally exciting, that we get the opportunity at last to be able to sit with everybody and see where we stand and to represent labs. I think that's the other heady responsibility with this is that when we go, it won't be just as a white rosette. It will be to represent labs for the first time ever on the international contest stage. How, as the musical director then, do you go about preparing the chorus for something like this? Uh, I'm, I think very much in the same way that we prepare for our own contest, that we we pick music that, we're, that we know we're going to like and get a buzz ourselves so that we can deliver that to the audience. Uh, it's making sure that everybody is financially uh, assisted to be able to go so we can take as many of us as possible. Our rehearsals and planning will be actually this year focused on this year's business, which is being the current champions. We have uh, numerous appointments for that and engagements to be ambassadors for labs which we're focusing on right now the show in april babs in may we have labs then to retire as champions and then we'll start the big push towards next july so i think it's about keeping them clean tidy ringing cards having fun uh, and relaxing every now and then so that the pressure doesn't get too great when choruses have gone to events like this in the past one of the things that they sometimes do and I'm thinking of people like the Cambridge Court Company and uh, and, and various other Babs choruses have gone they dust off their old favourites and they do their old favourites on on stage and the things that they've been successful with in the past and there's a comfort to doing that I guess is that what you're going to do or are you going to be looking for something entirely new this time well we're not necessarily on any shows so we are literally going to do two contest songs so we've already picked our contest songs and they're good vehicles for contest. So we're, we're actually going with the contest in mind rather than anything particularly British or anything that would be our old favourites, you know, like Joshua Skyfall, uh, you know, our, our biggies, Drunken Sailor, we're getting ready, those kind of things. We may not have the opportunity to sing them unless we're in a corner or on an escalator somewhere, which I'm sure we will be doing. But our official capacity is there as competitors with two contest songs. So are those going to be contest songs that we haven't seen you do before? Yes, two brand new ones. That is very exciting. This is very exciting, I know, I know. We might get a chance. If, we, if our learning goes to plan, we may take them to our mic warming spot in labs so that we can get evaluation from our own judges and some, uh, some kind of pointers and encouragement from them about what we can do to make it even better so we can try and take our very best to BHS so that we can represent our country as best we can. I'm just wondering about some of the other things that are going on connected with this, because talking to your, uh, some of your members, it's clear 
that everybody is, is absolutely thrilled to be doing this. But there is so much to do. They're looking for sponsorship, they're baking cakes, people are trying to find sing-outs. I suppose that there is a danger, and I'm just wondering if it's the back of your mind, that some of this could actually become a distraction from the actual singing, because simply because there is so much to do. And I think we're, um, we have very good discipline at the chorus. I d I'm not worried about that. I think our rehearsals will, the rehearsal time, our singing rehearsal time will always focus on the singing. Uh, the fundraising will be extra. I suppose that that'll be about people's time and energy that they can give elsewhere. But actually, our focus at rehearsals is always to maintain a standard, a white reset standard, uh, and, and I will make sure that that doesn't slip. Sally McLean. And among those maintaining that focus is at least one singer for whom all of this is still pretty new. My name's Lou Huff. Um, out of barbershop, I'm a teacher. Um, I've been with White Rosettes for 18 months. Had never had any experience, any... I've never really listened to it. I've never really sung it at barbershop before I joined this. So, so tell us what happened then, Lou, 18 months ago. How did you get into this? Um, so I actually contacted Margaret... Um, just about two weeks before the lockdown before the lockdown was announced originally and said I was looking for a choir to join I just googled one in my local area because I'm lucky I live quite close by um, and she said that she'd get back to me and then obviously lockdown happened so I didn't obviously not they weren't rehearsing together they were doing it all over zoom all through the pandemic um, which is why my first audition was when we were just about to come out of lockdown when they were when people were allowed to kind of go back together again so presumably your your audition I'm guessing might have been in the open air it was yes my first one where was it so it was at the heart the heart club the heart foundation the heart building in Headingley um so it was in a marquee in the car park and I had to sing scales and I had to sing happy birthday to a girl who was Gemma who was sitting a, a few meters away and that was my audition out in the open air coats on it was really cold um yeah it was a, a very unusual experience that, that is a remarkable audition and, and and so you're going from a car park in Headingley mm -hmm. to Cleveland in the space of what a couple of years how exciting is that I know it's amazing Yes, yeah, so it's a very new thing for me. Um, like I say, I've, I've not really done... I've, I've never experienced barbershop before. I, I didn't really know very much about it. I'd seen it a little bit, um, but just wasn't aware of this whole new world of barbershopping. How do you feel about it then? Because not only is it barbershop, but this is the kind of... Um, well, it's the nirvana of barbershop, isn't it? I mean, it, it is, it is the, it, it's the convention to end all conventions, uh, the, the BHS International Convention. It is, and I, I mean, it, it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, I think, and, and I think we're privileged to be the first female chorus to be going um, from the UK, so it's, um, it's just a really exciting time. I am incredibly nervous, but also incredibly excited um, just to be part of the, such an amazing chorus. And how have they, they treated you since you arrived? I mean, you know, have, have, they, have they helped you to develop your own singing competence? Absolutely. So the, the, the confidence that Sally inspires and just, you know, it, it helps you to be confident in your own abilities, but it's also been part of such a, a lovely, welcoming community. Um, it, it's not about the individual, it's about the chorus and how we sound. But because, it, because we've got the chorus together, it gives you the confidence to, to, to develop your own skills. And I think that my confidence definitely has, has, has massively in increased since I've joined the chorus because they are so fabulous and Sally is just so keen to pull that out of everybody. And of course, it's confidence you're going to need in, in spades, aren't you? When, you, when you sing in front of all those thousands of people. Oh, yes. <laughs> a little bit nerve-wracking, a little bit terrified. I'm sure there'll be a few, a few nerves, nerves going around our bodies before we start and before we, just before we get on the stage. Um, but again, we do lots of preparation for that within our rehearsals. So um, before the convention, we were doing um, octets. So we had uh, each week a different octet would go out and perform in front of everybody else just so we could feel that adrenaline pumping and... and trying to look at ourselves and think about how our bodies were dealing with it so that we knew what our triggers were, we knew how we would be feeling so we could try and develop skills and, and, and I suppose, coping strategies of how to get over those nerves. So that was really helpful. So I'm imagining that we'll do more of that before we go to convention in, in Cleveland. New singer Lou Huff looking forward to further opportunities to perform with her fellow White Rosettes, uh, one of which comes up this April, and it's a special one too. Let's hear more about it now from events manager... Alice Galloway. In April the 22nd at Pudsey Civic Hall, there is the Road to International show, which is a show with ourselves, the White Rosettes, Meantime, the Babs 2022 champions who are going this year, 
to um, International. In-House, which is the Labs 2022 Quartet Champion, also going this year. And Limelight, again, the 2022 Babs Champion. So it's a show of champions. We're all fundraising because to go to International is not a cheap activity. Um, so we're trying to get as much money as possible in the chorus pot so we can help everybody who wants to go, go and help them as much as possible. Is that the best way that people can help you by actually buying tickets to that concert? That is one of the ways. We also have a GoFundMe page as well. The links are on our Facebook page for that. So any contributions will be welcome um, because every little helps, every pound helps, you know, to get us there. So give generously. Yes, I'm sure both choruses, both quartets would welcome your support. Uh, here's a foretaste of what you'll be able to hear at that concert in April. It's the White Rosettes recorded at the last Labs convention, and the whole thing is available to watch on the Labs channel on YouTube. There you go, the White Rosettes recorded at Labs Convention last year and bringing our time in Leeds to an end. As Harmony UK Podcast Edition 45 journeys swiftly on to... Well, actually, we're back on my home turf. Uh, this is Ealing in West London. I'm on my way to my own chorus's Monday night rehearsal. It's one we're especially looking forward to this week at Capital Chorus because on this Monday evening we're being joined for some coaching by one of the most accomplished practitioners of barbershop harmony of our times. Uh, Scott Kitzmiller is a renowned arranger, a contest judge, chorus director and coach. And he's credited with helping develop the very resonant sound which helped Instant Classic secure International Quartet Gold in 2015. You'll probably know that two of his sons, Cole and Kyle, are the quartet's baritone and bass. And what's more, he's kindly agreed to talk to me for Harmony UK Podcast. We are here with uh, Scott Kitzmiller, who has flown into the UK uh, and is, is going to coach my chorus, Capital Chorus, this evening, which I'm enormously looking forward to. I'm guessing that's by no means the only thing you're going to do here. No, I plan to sleep a lot. No. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm going to do some touristy things during the day, and I have uh, other folks that have graciously asked me to coach. I'm working with um, the Amersham Ladies Chorus on Tuesday. Amersham Acapella, yeah. Yes. And uh, Wednesday is uh, Capital Connection, I believe. Thursday would be Mailbox in Birmingham. And Friday, I have a men's quartet, whose name escapes me at the moment. And then Saturday, Sunday, I'm uh, um, the clinician at the Babs Labs Joint Category School for Judges. And, and you've done just about everything that there is to do in Barbershop, which made me surprised when you, you were telling us you, you, we've just been for a, um, a, a bite to eat with you and you were saying that you, you got into barbershop almost by accident on a bus trip, was that right? That's correct. When I was in high school um, singing in the choir, we were on the way to some competition and with nothing but boredom decided to start harmonizing on, on random songs in the back of the bus and then asked the director if he had any music we could sing and he handed me a, a Young Men in Harmony a men's barbershop book and I never looked back and that was years ago <laughs> what part were you singing at the time I've always been a bass you've always been a bass and, and what was it I mean what was it at the time do you remember that that, that appealed to you about the barbershop sound I, there's just something about getting inside of a ringing chord I, there's a Meredith Wilson quote who, who's the man who wrote the music man and it goes something like Barbershop harmony is the act of four men tasting the holy essence of complete vocal agreement or something along that line. And that's, 
that's very true, you know. There's nothing quite like the feeling of, of finding that spot where everything complements each other and produces a fifth and sixth note and it's, it raises the hair on your arms and that's the, that's the, that's the feeling. You can't, you can't escape it. It's, it's uh, endorphins and all of those great things that happen all at once. From which I'm gathering you made the chords actually ring on that bus all those years ago. A few. <laughs> in, in retrospect, we weren't as good as we thought we were, but we were having a lot of fun. But you, you, you were already a musician, weren't you? Because you're a saxophone player, you, you, you play big band music, you play jazz. I mean, it's, how closely linked are these things? I mean, if you enjoy jazz, is, is it a given you're going to enjoy barbershop and, and, and vice versa? I don't know if it's a given for everyone, but it is for me. And a large part of that link is the repertoire. The Great American Songbook between 1925 and 1950 has almost all of the best songs ever written, if you ask me, uh, because they're multidimensional. They have melody, they have harmony, they have texture, they have lyric, they have rhythm, or some combination of those things. Sometime around the 1950s, at least in America, it became either about the rhythm or the lyric, and music became more one-dimensional. And the jazz world uh, digs into those songs in that repertoire just like the barbershop world does because it's good music so that's for me the common link does that mean that i once spoke to deke sharon and he said we were talking about preserving barbershop and he said well you should preserve barbershop from every age including the current age does that mean that your 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 area your 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 preference for preservation then is is that time between 1925 and 50. in my extremely humble opinion that's better music so i'd rather preserve it but there is music uh, in the contemporary era worth preserving, um, but then the question becomes, how do you define what the barbershop style is? Uh, certainly things that will hopefully never change about that are the melody on the interior of the chord uh, rather than in the bass or the tenor. Understandable and relatable lyrics of some variety, and then you get to the real crux of it, which is the chord content. If you sing songs that are only one, four, five, and one, I have a hard time calling that barbershop. That's more bluesish or doo wopish. So as long as there's some harmonic content and secondary dominant content specifically, that's what, to my ear, gives it the classic barbershop sound, the pull of the tritones down to bring you around the circle of fifths, that inevitability of the harmonic structure, which you don't hear in a lot of current music. How easy do you think it's going to be to preserve that over, over the coming years? Because music, has, as, as you said, has fragmented an awful lot over the past 50, 60 years, hasn't it? It has. Um, and I, I wish I could have a crystal ball. I don't. I don't. What do I think is going to happen? I think that... I don't know. Well, let me, let me start again. I think that there, there's contest barbershop and then there's show barbershop. Uh, you know, what you sing on a chapter show or what you sing at uh, the performance at the local park or wherever you're singing might be vastly different, and the audience will probably perceive it as barbershop, even if a contest system would not. Um, know that my previous description is what I would sort of define as contest barbershop. But my chorus, as well as many others, sing things that would more likely be qualified or called country or doo-wop or even R&B. To me, we're back to the chord structure, at least for contestable purposes. For non-contestable purposes, knock yourself out. Sing what you want. <laughs> let's, let's come to contest then, and particularly to the, the, the 2015 contest, which... Uh, Instant classic one under your tutelage. And the two words that are often associated with that win are resonance matching, which is something which I know you got the quartet to practice. For those who don't know much about resonance matching, could you, could you briefly explain what that was? Absolutely, sure. I, uh, the term itself, resonance matching, is something that I have coined, and it's probably incorrectly coined if, if the vocal pedagogues are out there beating their fists against the table. <laughs> but the, it's just a practical term that I came up with to, to illustrate uh, the differences in voices. And uh, without getting too geeky and technical, I'm going to try to keep this uh, on layman's terms. Every vowel sound inherently has spikes of amplitude at certain frequencies, which we call formants. And everyone, every voice has a different... Uh, tendency. 
My voice is more, uh, I would consider my voice to be, if you liken them to say speakers, my voice is more like woofers, and some people's voices are more like tweeters, and some people's voices are more like mid-range. And if I am a woofer and I'm singing in a quartet with a tweeter, we can sing in tune, we'll get a lock, but we won't get a ring. So I, I move my vowel choice along uh, a continuum, and the other person would move his or her vowel choice along a continuum the other direction, so we find the middle and our format structures line up. It's really, honestly, just fairly simple math. So somebody would start at the light end and someone else would start at the dark end and somewhere you'd meet in the middle and the cord would ring, is that right? Yes, uh, I can demonstrate if you'd like. If, yeah, I'm singing, yeah, if I'm singing the word, say, heart, if I want to sing it in my normal voice, heart. And if I'm singing with my son, Kyle, who's more of a tweeter, he would sing heart. And the overtone stack is different. And so to make the adjustment from my position, I would take my ah vowel and I would start ever so slightly rolling my tongue toward ah, as in cat. Heart, and my overtone, or my overtone stack has changed. And he would do the opposite. He would take his uh, his ah uh, and put a w as in caught, and until it fan, until we reinforce the same uh, parts of the overtone series at the same uh, amplitude. Essentially, that's when you get this this ridiculous ring that shouldn't be there yet is. <laughs> How does that differ then from straightforward vowel matching, which are, a, a lot of people in barbershop, I'm, I'm sure, have been doing with their, with their choruses or with their quartets? Well, I mean, for decades, vowel matching was the thing, right? And it, it, it served a really uh, useful purpose, especially back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You could get large choruses to get close, right? Rather than go through voice by voice and identify who who already has the second format in their voice and who already has the first format in their voice. This is a way just to get them this roughly the same shape in the vocal tract so that you could get them close. And it worked much more effectively for choruses because numbers tend to average out, especially when you get above about 50 or 60 members. And in those days, choruses were, you know, the ones that were going to international were over 100 uh, for almost all of them. These days, choruses are smaller and it's much more efficient to pay attention to the individual voices and line them up. So those, but it didn't work so well in quartets because there were only four voices. So if everyone were to sing their own awe, you could get it to, you could get it to tune, but you couldn't get that, that magic, that pixie dust (laughs) that floats above the sound without vowel modification is another way to say it. So as part of this then, becoming intuitive about where the other person's voice is so that you, you know before you sing that you're, you're, the two of you are going to match together? Uh, or the four of you? Certainly. The more you know about, the more you understand and buy into the, to the concept, the, the more you can sort of preemptively get close. I was singing tags over the weekend with some people I'd never sung with before. And after about two or three notes, I knew exactly where to put my voice. Because I, you know, if I sang where I sang and I was all woofers and they were all tweeters, it wasn't going to ring. So I moved my voice and then I stopped and I asked the the lead to move his voice a certain way and I asked the tenor to move a certain way. I left the baritone alone because he was pretty well in the right place to begin with. And so we all moved to the baritone's overtone stack and all of a sudden there were six people singing instead of four. Wow, that that, that sounds great. Um, there is something I wanted to ask you about, which is sort of tangentially, I suppose, related to this. And this is, it's to do with families and quartets. There are quite a lot of quartets. I think of uh, Bluegrass Student Union, the Gas House Gang, the Musical Island Boys, that have, that have had brothers in the quartet. Instant Classical, of course, two of your sons mm-hmm. are, are in that quartet. Do you, do you have an inherent advantage if you, you're singing with a family member? Because presumably, you know, almost instinctively, you've been singing and harmonizing with that person you know, since, since you were both knee high to a grasshopper. It depends if you get along with one another. <laughs> uh, if for, for context, there have either been 14 or 15 champion quartets with brothers. I can't remember which. You know, the first one was in 1944. Um, and so there's certainly a tradition of singing with your brother, you know, the Metzgers in real time and the Hughes brothers in forefront uh, more recently. And 
there's, so there are really two questions here. One is about genetic advantage, I think, uh, and another is about uh, personality uh, or actual brotherhood, <laughs> right? Uh, and so on the first point of genetic advantage, some families are very similar. I'm remembering the Harrington brothers, which had all four brothers, or the Schmidt brothers, whose voices are very similar. My sons are not as similar as you might imagine naturally. My uh, younger son, Cole, is more of a woofer. My older son, Kyle, is definitely a tweeter. And so they, they move in opposite directions and they come to the center of the quartet. But if you're to listen to the quartet and you hear just this constant ring all over the place, if I asked you who, who the woofer was and who the tweeter was, you likely couldn't identify them. We were looking forward, of course, this year to seeing them at, uh, at Babs Convention. Instant Classic are not going to be able to come now, I understand it. Um, can you give us any idea why? Um, Theo's wife is pregnant. <laughs> and due uh, right around that time. Well, congratulations to Theo's wife and to Theo, of course, as well. That's yeah. great news. Yes, so uh, that was uh, fortunate for them and, and rather uh, disappointing for, for some folks here, I'm, I'm sorry to say. But I think they're working on 2024. That would be really, really good news. Yes, and I, of course I will come with them because uh, I told them when we were coaching, I said, you know, if you guys ever happen to win, I only want one thing. I, I want to go all around the world with you and take the victory lap. <laughs> <laughs> and I gather you're actually getting, you, you, you're getting to the other side of the world, aren't you? You're getting to, uh, to, to New Zealand in the not-too-distant future. Uh, yes, this fall in September, uh, Instant Classic and G. Hugh are both going to uh, New Zealand for the convention, and I'm going with them because that was the deal. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like not a bad deal to me. I hope you have a fantastic time. I hope you have a, a wonderful time while you're in the UK as well. It, it's great to see you, Scott. Thanks very much indeed. My pleasure. Thank you. Scott Kitzmiller, who uh, gave my chorus a great deal to think about during uh, a very enjoyable coaching session that Monday evening, which was followed by an equally memorable session down the pub afterwards. Uh, I do hope that Scott enjoyed his week with uh, choruses and quartets in the UK. It uh, seems a very good reason to enjoy some instant classic right now. Uh, this is one of my favourites of their songs, uh, slightly unusual for being an arrangement of a rock anthem, which uh, those of us of a certain vintage will probably recall first hearing on the radio from the band Kansas back in the mid 1970s you will always remember Don't you cry no more Carry on my wayward son There'll be peace when you are done Lay your weary head to rest Don't you cry no more Just Brilliant. From their album, The Start of Something Big, Instant Classic with another Kyle Kitzmiller arrangement, uh, Carry On My Wayward Son was the song. Uh, you'll find all their recordings available to buy on their quartet's website at instantclassicquartet.com. Well, from West London, uh, let's move on once again, this time to a city which is famous for its canals. You think we're going to Venice? This train is for... Birmingham Moor Street. The next station is Leamington Farm. Well, I hope you won't be too disappointed to find that we are, in fact, in Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham has become a regular rehearsal meetup point for a quartet which first burst into the UK barbershop consciousness uh, when they won the gold medal at Babs in Harrogate last year. Six months later, Limelight were guests at Labs Convention and were entertaining the audience with songs like this. I, I can't stand uncertainty This suspense is killing me Tell, Tell me now 
I caught up with the four members of Limelight at a rehearsal studio just behind St. Chad's Cathedral, near to Birmingham City Centre. It's a noisy old place, uh, though luckily uh, the sounds leaking in from adjoining rehearsal rooms weren't quite as loud on my recording as I thought they were going to be at the time. Sounds of rock and roll coming through the walls because we are in a studio in Birmingham, but in a quieter part of the studio complex because this bit is going to be used for barbershop quartet rehearsals. And the, and, and the quartet in question is Limelight. Danny, Connor, Peter, Luke, hello. Hello. Hi, nice to see you, John. Uh, good to see you too. The last time I saw you all, you had just won a gold medal at Babs. That, nearly a year ago now, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it seems crazy to think what we've actually managed to do in the last year as well. Yeah. Well, 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 tell us a bit about that. I mean, what, Peter, what have you managed to do? Uh, we've done some shows. So we did our... It, it, shockingly, before we won, we'd never sung on a show before. Yeah. Um, so we did our first ever show. We sang it down in, in Windsor with the Royal Harmonics and Amisham a cappella. Yeah. Recently, like last month, we sang on a show in Stockport. Heartbeat Chorus invited us on to sing on their show, which was great. That was yeah, it was really great fun. And of course, we've done all the Babs events. We did Harmony College and Quartet Con. Uh, we got to sing at the Labs Convention, which was amazing. Uh, so yeah, we've been we've been all over. Well, from Peter to the tenor to Luke the baritone, you you that you told me last time you were sort of pretty instrumental in bringing the quartet together back in 2019. Yeah, I think that's fair to say, isn't it? Um, I, I was the only person that knew every member of the quartet prior to them all meeting, if that makes sense. So yeah, I, yeah, so Connor lived in Liverpool. I sang in the cathedral choir with him. Uh, I knew Danny through singing in proper sound. Uh, we were we won the youth contest in 2014. Uh, we actually beat Peter's quartet that year as well, which is a, a fun little tidbit. <laughs> throwing that out there. Still mad about that. Yeah, yeah, we, we sang completely non-contestable music, didn't know what barbershop was, and we beat... Uh, Rupati in the jazz quintet. That was yeah. Sam Hubbard. Peter what a Ryan. great name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our bass was a guy called Rory Patty, who went by the name of Rue. Oh, Rue, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. so Rue Patty and the jazz quintet was the name of our, our little quartet, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I knew Peter through singing in Hallmark as well. And I said, let's get together, let's do this thing. And the rest is history. You might be the guy to ask then. I mean, nearly a year as champions, lots more concerts as we were hearing under your belt and, and more coming up as well, plus that trip to the States. How has that affected the quartet and, and, and what you do and maybe your, your, your outlook on, on music and life? I think that right now it just feels like we've got so much momentum still. It doesn't feel like we've kind of stalled since Babs. We really didn't expect to win Babs, but um, yeah, it's just on to kind of, you know, to, to the next venture really, obviously, which is um, singing at International. Uh, we've got loads of new songs to learn, loads of new concerts we're performing for. It's all just really quite exciting and bright and fun, and we're all just loving it still, to be honest. Slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile, but then if you're so smart, tell me why you're still so afraid. Where's the fire? What's the hurry about? You better cool it off before you put it out. You got so much to do and only so many hours in a day. You know that when the truth is told that you can get what you want or you can just get old. You gotta kick. kick off before you even get halfway through. When will you realize Vienna waits for you? For you. Let's move to Danny, who's who's the lead, and and uh, 
Last time we spoke to you, Luke and Connor were both saying that your voice is really part of the part of the deal when it comes to choosing the songs. They choose the songs for you. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, I'm flattered. Thank you, everyone. Um, but um, yeah, we've uh, we've got a few new songs. We've got um, a few new um, bespoke arrangements done for us, which uh, are songs that we all like and we all sort of discussed and think would work really nice uh, for all our voices. But I think in particular, I'm going to enjoy singing all of them as a lead. Yeah. Once again, uh, I'm told that you started with, with crooners and you then moved on. Sam Hubbard uh, did that great Billy Joel arrangement mm. of, of Vienna for you. What sort of songs are you looking at these days? Well, without giving too much away, we have quite an exciting big show number that we're excited to show people possibly at Babs, maybe be- maybe before, yes. maybe after. Ooh, uh, a very much... We're leaving it to be cryptic. We, we don't want to give, uh, give the big surprise away. Old song or, or new song or somewhere in between? Possibly a collection of old songs. <laughs> but we'll have to wait and see. And then for uh, contestable songs, we've got... Um, uh, well, I don't want to give anyone anything away. Well, we've already shown one. Um, it's called I Was Doing Alright, which is a Gershwin piece arranged by Dan Wessler. And um, we're hoping to sort of debut that on the, the show stage in uh, America, which would be quite cool. Let's come to America then, um, because Connor the Bass, this, this, is, this is a huge thing, isn't it, for, for, for a quartet like yours, having won Babs for the first time, to then take part in a contest on the international stage, the biggest contest in barbershop, in fact. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, the, the whole quartet, I think I'm right in saying that I think Peter is the only one who has currently been to any of the barbershop competitions over there. Uh, I've done the chorus contest and the youth quartet contest, but I've not, yeah, still. Yeah, so, so for all of us, it's going to be our first time on, on in the main competition. I mean, for myself, I don't think I've been to America properly since I was about one year old as well, so... I've been yeah. to Disney World. Yeah, same. Um, been to New York, but not never to sing in an international competition. So that would be kind of cool. Yeah, it's I should imagine a, a, a logistical challenge just to get there. I mean, you know, I presume that you all work. You have to book time off work. You have to find the money to go as well. Uh, yeah. So personally, as a teacher, my school have been fantastic in offering me the time off, so that I can actually join up with everyone, and we're all going to be going down meeting with Danny flying from near London. But it's it's a logistical nightmare, to say the least, to try and even meet up to do it. Yeah, well, I remember having a, a very fraught conversation over the phone when we were trying to figure out what flights to buy. Oh gosh, because, yeah. like, every time we Googled the flights, we were like, but the price has just changed. When we looked that up five minutes ago, they changed, they changed the prices. So we, we decided to wait till our next rehearsal, and we actually sat in that chair and book the flights yeah, we um, but we, we we struggle to do that remotely because um, it's such a nightmare finding flights especially to louisville which is not the hottest tourist destination in the united states so we we, we do have a, a layover somewhere um, it's great to, it's great to say that chair in a completely aud- uh, audio, audio medium yes. <laughs> peter points that chair yeah. yeah there's a black sofa that is there, all all the chairs in here are, are, are very it's a very dark room isn't it really it's yeah, it's, it's two tone yes, it, it's cheap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and the walls of course are all, are, are all covered in uh, in material so so the the, the sound in here <laughs> Is, uh, is 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 pretty deadened, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, we still hear uh, we still hear the bands uh, upstairs. No one, can no one can hear us. Despite, I mean, we are moderately loud. Uh, you can probably hear Connor singing, but yeah, we we get some we get some uh, leakage through the walls of music. <laughs> Back to America and contrived link on the question because we're talking about the dead sound here. But of course, you're you're going to to a stage where you're going to be what three four thousand people in the crowd. Yeah, I think so. It's, what? Yeah. Were you not aware of that? Uh, it's very exciting. People. Yeah, it's big. It used to be 10,000. Obviously, their conventions, like like ours, have got a little bit smaller um, for various reasons. But yeah, it's going to be a huge crowd. Biggest crowd we've ever played, I, I guess. Uh, Luke, Luke doesn't want to go now. <laughs> no, it's, I, I, I love it. I think, I think it's, it's very exciting. And hopefully it won't be... A lot of quartets seem to only find the energy and the time and the money to go maybe once or twice if they're lucky. I think, you know, it's it's a big part of our future as a quartet is, um, is being really competitive at international. So hopefully Louisville won't be, the, won't be the last time we go. And before that, Luke, you've got uh, the, this champion show that you're doing with, with Meantime and the White Rosettes and in-house quartet in Yorkshire in April. Is, is, do, do you see that as a little bit of preparation? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll probably aim to sing our contest set through, yeah, sing a few new numbers and, yeah, just, just enjoy the experience, really. How did that show come about? 
Peter? Uh, <laughs> I think it was instigated by the guys over at Meantime Chorus who were just extremely on it and, and proactive and, and great at what they do. And so they, they basically got all the groups together and said, can we can we figure something out? Obviously, White Rosettes were keen because they're hoping to go next year, uh, first uh, labs chorus to go to international, which is huge. Yeah. So yeah, the the meantime guys sort of got us all together and got us organised over Zoom rehearsal, uh, Zoom Zoom rehearsals, Zoom calls, Zoom meetings, which Connor attended on our behalf. So yeah, it was it was down to meantime really, and, and the White Rosettes have done a lot of the organisation and, and grunt work and stuff, which is which is great. We've heard that you're you're there. You're not competing this time. Uh, you're there as as you know your swan song as champion quartet. How much does that take the pressure off you guys? Quite a lot. Uh, we still get nervous. We still uh, we still like to take things seriously, and we will um, well hopefully put on a good show. But it's nice not having that extra stress level of um, you know having to be competing and trying to win because you know we've already. We've already done that, so we'll hopefully just be able to have some fun on stage and show people what we've been working on and um, hopefully get people excited about maybe us going to America and do people proud, do Babs proud. Uh, on the other hand, of course, I, I suppose a little disappointment because we, we were all looking forward to seeing Instant Classic. And, uh, Connor, they're not going now. Yeah, um, it's it's a shame because we were, we were hoping to, as an Instant Classic tribute act, essentially, <laughs> uh, we were hoping to be able to show them their own songs done slightly worse. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. uh, although I'm, I'm hoping that uh, they will actually be in attendance in Louisville and we can at least show them what we've been attempting to do for the last few years. But I think it's, it's really, really good that what we're able to do in Bournemouth this year is we are going to be able to show off the best of current British barbershop as well, which I think is a really exciting prospect to be able to show. Because not only the four the quartets and choruses you mentioned before, but Met 44 and one or two others as well. Yeah, um, it, it, it's really, really great to see how well British Barbershop is, has been improving over the last couple of years as well, especially seeing Metaphor. Uh, they've, been, they've been great to see recently. Can I just ask you then, what, what, if I were to ask you to pick one highlight of the past year, can anyone volunteer one of those for me? Yeah, I, th- I think it was Harmony College for us, Babs Harmony College. I mean, it... It's it's such a great weekend anyway, and sort of going there as as champs. You know, we were we we were anticipating being very very busy over the weekend. We weren't really sure what we were going to be doing, but what we ended up doing was meeting lots and lots of wonderful people, singing with lots of great people. Uh, I think we did three sing with the champs sessions, um, and you know we, we were kind of expecting to be singing a lot of polecats in those sessions, uh, which would have been fine, but. People turned up and they they were like, can can you can you do um, like love me or leave me with with me? And we were like, oh my god, how many? Why do so many people know these really hard songs? Yeah. So we were just churning out these really difficult songs over and over again with people we'd never sung with before, and it was such great fun. I think we bonded quite a lot as as a quartet that weekend. It was just nice to have that no not that pressure of like having to compete or anything like that we could just like sort of have fun um performing and and singing with lots of different great barbershoppers so yeah we had a good time and we hung out a lot which was good had some good food even the performance that we did at the end of it 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 felt like there was a noticeable change in uh in our actual performance as well we seem to be a lot more relaxed than we have been possibly ever yeah yeah Yeah, definitely 
Well, I, I better leave you to your rehearsal because I know you want to get on with it. Uh, the, the, there's another band started up to accompany you as well. <laughs> which, uh, music, music in the West Midlands of all kinds seems to be pretty much alive and well, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, that, that's not barbershop, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave you to it and... Um, Can just say one thing? Can we please do. Can we just say a massive thank you to everyone that's already donated to our fundraiser as well because um, we really appreciate it and we, we, we wouldn't be able to go if it wasn't for everyone that's donated. So thank you so much um, from all of us. And... Uh, to you, from uh, all of us who are listening, and, and from me especially for um, letting, letting me crash the first part of your, your rehearsal, uh, Limelight, thank you very much indeed. Thank, thank, you, John. thank you very much. Limelight Quartet performing in the big show at last year's Labs convention. You can watch their entire performance on the Labs YouTube channel. And of course, you can see them in that Road to International show in Pudsey near Leeds on April the 22nd. There's a link for tickets on the Harmony UK podcast Facebook page. And that would have been it for this edition had it not been that I ran into an old barbershop friend, someone who's sung over the years with quite a few choruses, including Shannon Express and Cambridge Chord Company, and who told me something that I found quite remarkable. I have to say, it's beginning to feel like an audio diary, this. The very last item on this particular podcast, Edition 45, I'm at the BABS AGM, British Association of Barbershop Singers, their annual general meeting in Birmingham, just run into Dick May, with whom I used to sing on the risers at one time, and who's been a barbershopper now for how long? 43 years. 43, and, and you've, you've just, I gather, you've just been telling me that you've got an unusual milestone to mark this. Well, we'd, I decided what I would do was take all the songs that I've ever had in my collection and uh, to put them together, because I am the club librarian. So I put them all together. Club librarian for? Oh, for the Knights of Harmony in Chesham. Uh, and uh, we, I put all my songs together that I've ever sung and been given and grabbed and pinched and everything else I could any do to get hold of any songs, together with all the club songs, and it turns out to be 627 songs. <laughs> 600? You know, or knew, 620 barbershops. Ah, now, now there, there I would be careful to say, I, I reckon that if you actually asked me, I could sing the choruses of a great majority of them. Uh, and one of the problems I have with putting this list together was every time I go through the list, I stop and I start to sing a song. <laughs> So 627, that's not just with the Knights of Harmony, though, I think. Oh, no, no, that's, that's with... Uh, I've, I've been with about uh, four clubs in my, in my barbershop career. And I, quartets, too. And quartets, in, yes, in, uh, in, in various, various guises, uh, going back some good years now, because uh, uh, I'm not the youngest barbershopper, you can imagine, being, being in 42 years. The songs that you sang, I mean, were, were, were there any that, that, that surprised you at all that you thought were, were still very current or, or, or dated terribly or, 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 or for any other reason? No, a lot of, a lot of them are, are very dated and I, and I would have a great deal of problems trying to persuade my the current uh, directors that uh, I, I work with to use any of them because they all want to sing latest songs and songs from shows and things like that. So it's a very different scene these days. One final question then. What is the favourite of all those 620 songs that you've been, uh, been archiving? Uh, that's a, that's a, a tricky old question, as they say, but I believe, in fact, uh, there was a couple of songs we sang uh, with, uh, with Potton uh, with uh, Shannon Express, um, one of which was called Harmony, and it was actually a song that was given to us or, or offered to us by the vocal majority in, uh, in from Dallas, Texas, who, of course, we were had a great association with in those days. So that's probably it.
total legends. The uh, vocal majority under the direction of Jim Clancy with that amazing song Harmony, a favourite of Richard Dickey May from among all the 627 songs that he's ever learned. Oh, well, don't know about you, but I've uh, got a couple more songs that I've got to learn in the next few days. So I better say farewell from edition 45 of uh, Harmony UK podcast. I'm hoping that number 46 will be out before Region 31 and Babs hold their respective conventions in May. For now, though, thanks to the White Rosettes, to Scott Kitzmiller and Limelight Quartet for their time, and especially to you for listening. From me, John Beasley. Until the next time. Bye-bye.